Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, crappy quiz and a slight tangent. World Cup B is growing on me. (laughs) (laughs) As a name. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. It's the OTB AM performance rankings on Off the Ball. It's the red. We're reacting to the, the big news in the football at the weekend. The sackings of Graham Potter from Chelsea and Brendan Rodgers, of course, from Leicester City. And we'll also touch on some bad weekends for Liverpool and indeed Manchester United. To hear what was in the amber and the green, subscribe to the Off The Ball Daily Feed wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the red of the performance rankings. You know, that wasn't an All-Ireland winning performance. Probably should have won the game based on the second half performance. Is it a step too far to say it was the performance so far of the World Cup? Maybe not. OTBAN's performance rankings with Gillette. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head at performances which just lacked that intensity. OTBAM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave of your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Shane. Yes, good morning lads. Let's start. Starting in the red. Oh, yeah. 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 Old school, real old school. Two teams that uh, usually aren't paired up together, but Liverpool and Manchester United will be holding hands in the red this morning. I think it's fair. Both had a fairly fairly bad weekend. The the, the early kickoff on Saturday seems like a million years ago. Or or we can start with the breaking news overnight. Go on. I'm just going by the... Yeah, I know, I know. Just going by the screen here, guys. FU San Diego? Uh, Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) See, do you not like my evolution? That was very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say the... Okay, we want to start with the actual breaking news. Yeah. The, the big news. That, that's fair. Sorry, uh, clearly in the pre, uh, pre-show production meeting, Shane was, uh, was asleep. Brendan Rodgers and, Gra- and uh, Graham Potter both sacked. Everybody's like, well, hang on a second. They meet before they do this crap? Yeah. That does not happen. They plan this. There's clearly no planning going into this. Yeah. The, we, we, uh, folks, we do plan this uh, to a reasonable degree. But um, I think it's fair to say, would, would, you, would you call it a bad day for them yesterday, a bad weekend? They're getting a lot of money for their troubles. Well, that is interesting. Well, on, yeah. I, I think that this is good for Brendan Rodgers. I think that Brendan Rodgers is now available in the market when there's two really big jobs for which he is a genuine candidate, and I think he'll actually be excellent for those candidates. Eddie Howe took a team down, right, and is now doing such a good job at Newcastle that he's considered one of the best young managers in the game in England right mm-hmm. I think people will completely revisit what they think of Brendan Rodgers after he gets the Spurs or Chelsea job or a job of similar standards I think he's going to take a team and do really well and I think that um, I think this is good news for Brendan Rodgers mm. I was considering suggesting putting him in the amber last night if there wasn't other contenders you just know, because I, yeah, I'm not sure it is a red for, and even for Leicester City I think the whole relationship had run its course it's four years which is a long time in the top level these days but if you look at it statistically since the World Cup there's Leicester have played 13 games they've got just 8 points that's the lowest in the league in total and it seems like he just couldn't squeeze the sponge of getting any more out of this group of players anymore and they I think tired of him a bit but you look at Rodgers like, and he gets a lot of flack a lot of criticism for the perception of how he is right? but he is an exceptional manager yeah. every single club he's been at he's done well Mm-hmm. in some form in some capacity and you nearly forget because Leicester have been poor for a little over a year now but he got them their first FA Cup in 2021 beating Manchester City no less in the final yeah. and got them their second and third highest league positions ever you know to come fifth two seasons in a row now the other side of that if you're criticising Rodgers or if you're on that side of things you would lament the fact that he failed to qualify for the Champions League two seasons in a row and it was the last game I think at home to Manchester United in the first of those two seasons where they had it in their grasp all they had to do was get a positive result that day and they didn't United won the game and they came fifth but I think he did a brilliant job and if he had left last summer he'd be a lot more celebrated 
Yeah, I don't think it's a reflection of Brendan Rodgers. Like, even reading the, uh, the phraseology of the, the statement from Leicester City, compelled to take alternative action to stay in the Premier League. I mean, sometimes it doesn't mean it's a bad, he's a bad manager. It just means at this stage of the season, they might need a change to kind of kickstart the players, to give them a bit more motivation. There's not long left in the season, and, and staying in the Premier League is clearly paramount to, to Leicester City and their, their ambitions. You can't win the Premier League in 20, what, 16, 17, and, and then get relegated a few years later. So... I mean, I feel sorry for Brendan Rodgers, but I think the man would really feel sorry for this morning as Graham Potter, because that one, Chelsea are a basket case, and, uh, and, and we saw it at the weekend. The headline on the front of the star this morning is Bodge and Rodge. I'm like, Rodgers, Rodge. Yeah. Bodge? Brendan? Is he both Bodge and Rodge in this? Has to be, doesn't he? But there's a picture of Potter beside him. Graham Potter, is it? Graham Potter Bodge. I, I, I don't I don't I, I love the use of the Bodge Potter and Rodge. It's a very niche, you know. Yeah, yeah. Late nineties, early noughties, mid 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 noughties. It's like a, it's a big nickname around the place, isn't it? You know lots of Podges. Is that, is that a Cork thing? I'd say so, is yeah. There Podge? Oh yeah, there's loads of Podges in Cork. I'm trying to think. Is there, is there a surname equation to it? Uh, it's a stretch. Anyway, sorry, go on. Uh Potter's the one who you have sympathy well, for. I mean, Potter Potter uh, Potter's season has been so pathetic that you wonder where does he go like seven months in charge but Chelsea I think Chelsea is the pathetic thing in this essentially but but Graham Potter is the remember when he left Brighton you're thinking this lad is unbelievable everything he touches turns to gold he's Midas this man um, but I, I think we, we maybe talked about it in the show when he moved to Chelsea we're like this can maybe only go south <laughs> like oh yeah I mean what, what was the what was the end game what was the positive end result of Potter at Chelsea there was just no way I could see Potter being Chelsea manager next season, and that was a few months ago. Mm. And, and you, I know you like you're, and a lot of people are saying like he's Todd Bowley's guy. Like Todd's put loads of emphasis on Potter, gave him a five year contract, said he was going to be patient, very different to the Roman Abramovich era. But here we are, Chelsea looking for their third manager in the same season. Twelve points off the top four, like it probably had to happen. But the top four was it was gone. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I look, they've obviously done it. They, it turns out. Old Chelsea, New Chelsea, and there's all there's a lot of talk of them having to sell a lot of players in the summer to finance all the deals they've already made. I guess when when Mudrik is missing the chances that he missed at the weekend, there's no significant sign of an improvement from many of the players that they've signed. And you look at other clubs, you look at Unai Emery. The table since Unai Emery arrived, we were talking about this on the football kickoff um, on Friday. Uh, he's he's a top four in terms of points won since he arrived, which is really phenomenal considering the uh, state of Villa when he, he took over. But, you know, you compare and contrast and there's been no immediate sign that he knows what he's doing. There's been no immediate sign that he's getting more out of the players than the players are capable of. And, uh, you know, I think with the the comparison is obviously with Arteta, who Arsenal had never had any intention of sacking, but who there was a lot of noise around when they were not performing at the level they were capable of. And they got rewarded with that. But there's definitely seems to have been a long-term view there. And maybe, I don't know, Arteta's, like, his CV was not as complete, really, as Potter's. But I hadn't started. So I hadn't started at all. He was given a shot. Yeah. You know, Pep Guardiola's first-team coach. You don't, you'd actually forget about Graham Potter's start as Chelsea manager. He was unbeaten in his first nine games. Yeah, you know, a million years he won now. seven of the nine games. And what was the first loss? 4-1 away to Brighton. All, all the players and from then it was never really convincing I think the one thing that kept them going was beating Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League last yeah. 16 and getting them to the quarter-final against Real Madrid was was a good sign but again like Shane you and I have talked about Potter a fair bit actually over the last six months and 
do you remember the first half of last season mm. when the Brighton fans were booing Potter at full time whistle because of a lack of goals? Yeah. And, and Roberto De Zerbi shown that this Brighton team is well capable of scoring goals. So I found that he was in this purple patch, Potter, for the first six weeks of this season when Brighton went to Old Trafford, beat an out of sorts Manchester United 2 0 or 2 1, and had a load of other good results and then he gets his Chelsea job it just comes around the right time and it was way too soon for him yeah. he's probably another two clubs away from Chelsea yet but he could eventually be there because there's a, lot of po- like, there's a lot of positive aspects of Graham Potter the manager we've been talking about Potter for a long time now yeah there's an 18 year old from Betty's town that I would uh, give credit for for the, for the Brighton goals of course but the, the Chelsea statement yesterday well was, he can't uh, he can't set up tactically <laughs> that's true but uh, Bruno Salter who's worked with Potter Brighton he's taken charge the, 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 the statement was very interesting Chelsea said Potter quote has agreed to collaborate with the club to facilitate a smooth transition. In other words, help us find someone else. So this is like, we're still paying him. Your act, your act goes, uh, will, you, will you help me? I, I'm going to break up with you. Will you actually help me find someone else? You know, you were great and all, but give me a, give me a hand, will you? Just like... It's a, you know, those relationships are less transactional, I hope. Yeah, of course. But it was, it's, it, the, 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 um, the way in which Chelsea phrased it was bizarre. It's like, we're going to get rid of him, but he's going to really, really help us find someone else. It just seemed a bit strange. But I mean, Potter seems like a nice guy. And maybe that was his downfall in the end. Too nice a guy. Uh, Dara Heffernan, good shout. Another omission from the Gillette Labs performance rankings. No mention of Daniel Medvedev dominating Yannick Sinner in Miami. Good point. Sean Murphy in the snooker last night, of course. The um, the London Independent have Nagelsmann, Pochettino. Uh, Pochettino's not in the running for the Spurs job, according to the Sunday papers. Zidane... Now Zidane, I would like to see that. Not that a word would, of English, though. I mean, that would be. He said, he said that he he would like to have English, but like he wouldn't be the first manager of a Premier League club who whose English wasn't great. But he'd just get a just get an interpreter. Pochettino yeah. couldn't speak English for months. True. Uh, Luis Enrique yeah. or Mourinho? Nah, 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 nah. nah. Her time. We, we do not need to see Mourinho. <laughs> enough's enough. So, lads. They're flying. He's flying at Roma as well. They won again last night, three 0 Did uh, you want to move on? No, I would. I do, you want to stick on it? I'm just thinking. Well, like there's, you know, you know, have open jobs at a number of clubs. Yeah, three massive Premier League clubs with gaping holes in their team. If you're Shane, if you're Tottenham, would you pursue Brendan Rodgers? Oh, for sure, 100. percent Brendan Rodgers just became available, and you'll absolutely take him. I don't. I don't think Leicester's current position is reflection on him. Like he, as Chair said, he's a brilliant manager. I think you take him in. Like you have to kind of look around and. I think he's a better option than Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann's, Nagelsmann's an unknown entity. I don't know if he get on with the players at apparent towards the tail end as well. Uh, he might rub people up the wrong way. I don't think Rogers rubs people up the wrong way. I think players actually. Uh, for him. Well, he can, but like I mean, that seems to be. Yeah. He's a character. He, he, he's a character. <laughs> well, uh, you know that is four years in at a club where they did not expect to be competing for the Champions League yeah. week in week out. Whereas if he goes to Chelsea or if he goes to. Uh, if he goes to Chelsea or Spurs, he might actually find more kindred spirits. His ambition is the thing that um, gets spoken about. Miguel's talking about it in, in his piece today. And like, if you go to one of the super clubs, the players are equally ambitious. Mm. You'll find, you've, you might find that um, you can do more with those and you can appeal more to their sense of ego. And that might be the perfect scenario for him. If you're Crystal Palace, do you pursue Graham Potter? No, I, I don't think so. Like, Potter one's awkward. What happens to Potter? What's his level now? Like, if I'm Potter, I'm going and I'm traveling the world. I'm continuing to get paid by Chelsea. I hope his contract was written in such a way that there's either offset language, which is what they do in America a lot, um, where you get paid until you find a new job. 
Mm. And then if your new job pays you less than the current contract you're on, that offsets and you've got to obviously show them what, what it is. I hope that's it. And I yeah. hope we continue to get paid for the next five years as at the six, eight, ten, twelve. 14 million a year or whatever it is well, like, if that wasn't agreed beforehand he's in a difficult position because it's six months into a five year contract <laughs> that's true not getting much maybe out of he goes in the media maybe he does a bit of media work well what's the point of having a contract that there's not some clause in it that says if you sack me you're going to pay me you'd hope so but maybe he was so excited about the prospect of managing Chelsea oh, that's why you have lawyers mm. lawyers don't get excited they're <laughs> like they're not doing their job I would I think Graham Potter would be a fantastic international manager and at some way down the line, Republic of Ireland, Graham Potter would be a great match. Oh, that's an uh, interesting shot. I do think that if, if that's what is his interest, there's talk that Lee Carsey is going to finish up after the Euros. And so England obviously would be the ones who would be making contact with Graham Potter. But I like... Sweden, he's managing Sweden. That's where he's going to end up. Where's your evidence for that? he make good international manager. Where's your evidence for that? Well, that's just my opinion. Where's your evidence? Where's your evidence, Colm? Oh, you answered the... My part of it there. You did my part. Well, that was great. But what, I just have. I just think he'll be. He'd be good with more time in his hands. No transfer window at the bottom. I don't think the transfer window helped him. To be honest, a lot, a lot, of, lot of time decisions. in your hands. To, a lot of time to, in your hands to to uh, to sit on your hands and have boring teams that can't score goals. No, I think he would just develop the squad. I think he's very good with like limitations and probably players at a certain level too that he can get the most out of. I I just never think Chelsea suited him. World class players like the status, you know. All of those English world class players, would they be looking at him going, Yeah, you, you did. Oh, wait a second now. Oh, it's not. As soon as you got the opportunity, you bombed out. Yeah, you were exactly what we need around the place in a World Cup quarter final, semi final, final. Talking about the Irish side. But no, he's, he's not going to manage Ireland. And why do we want him? Let's, let's try and develop some Irish coaches. We, absolutely. We have, we have a, it's we an option. We have a system in place. It's an all option. Right. That's okay. all. Right. Stephen Bradley's next up, lads. We all know that. Come on. There's a queue here. Get, on, get in the queue. Sure. We'll move on. Uh, also in the red, as I started at the top of the show uh, incorrectly, was Liverpool. Um, objects thrown at the Liverpool bus. Sorry, Liverpool and what, Shane? Liverpool and Manchester United. Yes. Okay. Holding hands. Locked said, together. Locked yeah. together uh, yeah. indefinitely. Um, but uh, Man City strongly condemning the, uh, the objects being thrown at the Liverpool bus after the game. Um, inappropriate chants as well by, uh, by fans during the game, uh, taunting Liverpool fans. Uh, throughout I mean when Salah scores the goal you're thinking this is going to be a decent game albeit it was against the run of play um, but I mean I think it was Jack Grealish that, that deserves the headlines here um, John Stones was brilliant as well but, but Grealish uh, the, the, the old cliched coming of age performance seems to be wheeled out every so often when Grealish has a decent performance because he's £100 million these are the games no. that he should be playing well in but um, well, Grealish has been brilliant that money has, doesn't matter ages. Eight, eight assists since the World Cup Shane he's been brilliant yeah. The, the That's world. a real backhanded compliment. Who do you support, Shane? Oh, wait, it's Man United. Fairly obvious. I mean, come on, Grealish has been sensational. Yeah, yeah, he's starting to be sensational. Since the World Cup, he is, uh, in the context, uh, up there with Bakaya Saka as, like, most effective. Saka's a bit ahead of him, I would argue. Um, Definitely. And yeah. then it's Grealish. And, like, he's he's never not in the team at the moment. That's the problem, though, Pep Guardiola, isn't it? You just don't know. You don't know what he's going to do with the team. No, I do know. He's, he's picking Grealish well, he has every to game. Get Grealish, yeah, he has yeah. to. I think he finally trusts him as well. Yeah. He's a very specific uh, skill set, Grealish. He does almost almost all the time does the same thing with the ball. Gets a very, very wide left, like he's hogging the touchline. Everybody, everybody knows he's coming back in on the right, but he has this ability to glide past challenges or else win free kicks. Basically, his stick is he wins loads of free kicks and 
defenders don't really know how to deal with him because he drifts in between the lines. Mm. But like you'd still want way more from him. Like you'd want more goals and assists, and he can do that. Like the goal he scored kind of tapped, tapped off a great performance. He had this great little flick ball inside to uh, Ilkay Gundogan from the left. I don't know if you saw that when he cut in his right and this chipped it over. Mm. I think two Liverpool players into the box for Gundogan to basically create another. I think nearly another goal chance as well. So he has that in him. He when, should do more. When it was one nil, he tracked back. Oh and, yeah, and was like absolutely sensational and stopped a goal. Got out the Salah, and move. they go down the pitch and, and score in the next movement, basically. And he's involved in that as well. It was like a ninety-second window crosses for yeah. Alvarez, yeah. And it was an absolutely sensational injection of pace from him to get back and commitment and all the stuff that like everybody was is this you know how can he do the hippie crack and the uh, late night parties and then still be a great footballer? So well, it turns out he's got quite the engine on him. And so uh, it's been a sensational recovery from the position where he was like, "Oh, he's a flop," which uh, all the Man United. No, no, the media it's, it's like, a sign oh. of a it's a sign of a player with a lot of confidence because he believed that he was going to track Salah down. He believed he was going to catch him, and I think if he wasn't playing that well, or if he didn't feel like he had the belief of his manager in him, maybe he doesn't make that because he feels if he's playing well now, I can do everything like he was doing at Aston Villa. If you're in Liverpool, I don't know where you are. It's, it's obviously Liverpool we're discussing in the red, but I mean. It, it, it's and this is a, a Man City without Erling Haaland. You have to remember as well, so that puts the whole game into context. How did this Liverpool team beat that Man United team seven nil? How did Man United lose seven nil to this Liverpool team? It's remarkable, isn't it? What the hell? So Jonathan Wilson pointed out that uh, Liverpool have scored a third of their goals in two games this season: the nine nil against Bournemouth, seven nil against Manchester United. For an out of sorts season, they've had those two games. They look completely fatigued. Jurgen Klopp looks fed up with everything. They're. Um, they're a shadow of them for themselves, aren't they? They're frustrating to watch Liverpool. I think Liverpool fans at the moment are just like this is this is difficult uh, because they threaten to be good every every so often. Like Nunez and Gakpo are, I think we all agree, good signings now. Like they've shown enough glimpses this season, albeit it's a bad enough season for them so far. But Liverpool still can get top four, and I mean, you look at the team; it's like a race to the bottom in the top four at the, at the moment. Newcastle probably the, the best of them. Yeah. Um, now, they were lucky not to have Darwin Nunes from the start he missed he didn't play for mm. Uruguay in the international break because of a deep cut I think he received so he only came on so you're missing him yeah. but I don't think their attack has been too problematic this season it's it's the midfield isn't it and their yeah. full backs look shattered like Andy Robertson came off looked wrecked when, when's the last time Robertson got a sustained break who's the backup for Alexander-Arnold at right back their defensive partnerships have never been solidified this season Virgil van Dijk doesn't look the player he once was uh, but still up front I think they're brilliant up front like that front three of Gakpo Nunes and Salah has the potential to be the front three for the next couple of seasons can I ask but you, midfield is the problem can I ask you without without, like, without looking anything up mm. here um, uh, see the front three has been excellent the front three has potential to be excellent maybe not has been excellent uh, how many how many goals do you think they've scored in their 27 games would you say it is more or less than say uh, Brighton I'd say you're asking it in a leading manner so I'd say it's less and would you say it's more or less than Brentford again I'd say it's less <laughs> well they're all very similar Brighton have scored 49 Liverpool have scored 48 Brentford have scored 46 so for all of the investments and I know obviously chances are created by the midfield and the wingers and I understand that they're all having shit seasons so it's okay. But anyway, I understand that like it's a knock-on impact but they, they're goal scoring. So Arsenal have 70, Manchester City have 71. What about uh, Spurs? Have Spurs had a good season or a bad season? Middling season. Not, not a Spurs season. 
And would you say Spurs have more or less goals than Liverpool this season in the league? Without looking it up, because these are the type of things that you kind of fall into a pattern. It's like doing like, homework with your dad. <laughs> um, less, less, less than Spurs. Yeah. By by much? By a margin, I'd say ten goals. No, three, three goals. All right. They've had basically the same season, mm-hmm. um, and their their defense is actually like slightly better than Brentford's. The same as Brighton, way better than uh, Spurs. Yeah, I mean. Does this all go down to the problematic uh, nature of giving your star player an extended contract and hoping that you're going to get even more out of him? I.e., was the time to sell Mo Salah last summer? Like, cause Salah, I, like Salah's still been brilliant this season. He still scored a shed load of goals, but he just doesn't. He, he, as I said earlier, he looks a bit lonely without Sadio Mane up front, and he hasn't really connected with the other two. The creative tension. Yeah, the creative tension. Exactly. Sure they be screwed they're all, they're all a bit too nice to each other. Huh? They'd be screwed this season without him. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, but. I wonder at the same Somebody time else would have scored those goals, you know? Yeah, like, what's the future of Liverpool's attack? I think those front three at the moment they're fine, but they they probably just need to connect more and play consistently together. All right, let's talk about Man United though because you you've been avoiding this. <laughs> you've been like we can talk more about Liverpool and we'll get some of your comments. We are going to talk about Manchester United in a bit more detail with Daniel Harris in a few minutes. So we're not going to ruin everything here, but oh my god, what the hell's going on? Luke Shaw's going to be a great pundit when <laughs> is he this, finishes. He's an honest boy, isn't he? He is honest. Yeah, very honest. So the quote we have in front of me I think they won it on passion, desire, hunger and attitude, four fairly important things. They, they clearly had higher motivation than we had, and that can't be possible, it's not acceptable. Higher motivation, why? Like, you're both going for top four. Understandably, United are still in the FA Cup and the Europa League and whatever else, they're challenging them on a couple of fronts, but what does that mean, that Newcastle had higher motivation than we had? Like, they're at home, is, is that what you mean? To James's Park? And again, I appreciate Luke Shaw's honesty, I think a lot of United fans would appreciate Luke Shaw's honesty as well I prefer, would you not prefer a better performance well of course I'm sorry but no, like what that's that. go on I, I, but you're well, uh, he's you're r- all making oh, isn't it great that we have this really honest guy who's playing for us play some better football would you prefer he came out with a, with a statement we'll try better play some better football yeah of course he's got a new contract of course the, the gaping Casemiro shaped hole in that midfield as well Bruno oh, we're, we're now utterly reliant on one man is that what's, what's, what's going on no but he's a fairly significant fulcrum you're right, Shane. Uh, Casemiro's missed uh, eight of the last ten Manchester United games. And as Jonathan Wilson reported this morning, United are two and a half times more likely to win the game when Casemiro plays. And having said that, the Brazilian crucial man miss, or he was in midfield mm. in the 7-0 against Liverpool. Yeah, that's the thing. Do you know, um, I go back to Keane talking about, the was it the circus or was it the opera? I can't even remember what it was. Was it so far? What was he talking about in the aftermath of the cup? Is it just something bubbling up that he was unhappy about mm, I can't remember is that after the quote. 7-0 yeah I think so it must is there, have been is there a bang of Wanda Ramos and the oh we won the Carling Cup we're like we're off for the rest of the season we've already qualified for Europe now deal's done sure we can't finish we can't qualify for the Champions League is that what's happening here no, they, they, well they have to qualify for the Champions League they have to um, to attract players but and then financially as well when you have new owners coming in it's so crucial United you know, to get that top four place I think this season more than any other recently Um I mean, Den Haag was, was volatile yesterday. He had to be separated from, from Howe in the touchline in the second half, I think it was, by, by Steve McLaren. Do you, uh, is, there like, um, is there a benefit to that? Is that like a good sign? Well, I think when you're losing and you're, you're performing as crap as United did yesterday. Was that performative? No, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think Eric Den Haag is a performative person. It's not in, the, it's not in his, his demeanour, usually. Um, I, I just think the performance... For, for, Oh, overall was brutal I mean they tried some different things Lindelof being one of them I just, I just don't yeah. know like where do you stick it, it feels so far away from the Carabao Cup final performance against Newcastle mm. 
I think you're right, sir. I think the legacy problems of the last decade are still there, very, very present in the squad. And I think that if the capitulation aspect is it's always there in the background. And I think Eric Ten Hag is, is probably shocked to see that it's still so prevalent. Like if you look at a, look at the last three games, no goals in the league. Because you'd forget since the 7-0 against Liverpool, they've had three other games. The two legs against Betis, where they won handily, and then Fulham in the FA Cup. But the game in between was nil-nil home to Southampton in the league. You know, so they're, like they're, they're kind of faltering at the point where people are saying, geez, they could mount a title challenge here. And it was a month ago, like the Sunday Times, of this big piece on Casemiro and how he's changed the mentality at the club. And I think that triangle of he, Varane and Martinez is going to usher in the new era at United. Mm. But... But the legacy of the last few years is still very prevalent and it's probably shocked a lot of people that it is so. The thing I would say about United is that they, that was the toughest fixture they have left in the Premier League, I would say, this season. Newcastle away. Like they, they've, they've a couple of home games this week. They've Brentford at home on Wednesday night and then Everton at home this Saturday in the early kickoff. Like They have a reasonable fixture list. Who has Ten Hag made up his mind about this summer? Who's he getting rid of? Anthony. Oh, no. I mean, Anthony's his boy. I know. Anthony's his boy. The, the one we, player who had a shot on target for United yesterday, Anthony, 56 minutes, trickled into the goalkeeper's hands. And do you all agree that he, like, what's going on with that? Because that was a that you know, you were giving out about Jack Grealish and all the money a few minutes ago, Shane. I haven't oh, heard yeah. you once mention the fee for Anthony this morning. Anthony. What about? What about, Shane? What about, really? Anthony has been. Um, Look, then he comes up with those moments like Barcelona, like he scores the winner against, Bar- uh, against Barcelona at Old Trafford. Like he just bangs in a worldly every, every so often. Yeah, that's and exactly that- what you want. A few, four or five moments a year and nothing else. That's exactly what you paid. No, no, I backed Shane up there. How much was he? I backed Shane up. Yeah, well, look, that, I, this transfer fees every time. Yeah. Every, oh, Greedish is 100 million. It's it's all, like, don't mind yeah. the transfer fees. They're all outrageous. <laughs> it was 95 million that. euro for Don't Anthony. mind that. 82 million. That's that happy right club, club can afford it. It's fine. The, I don't. I think Anthony's the isn't isn't a problem. No. Versus other issues in the team. Well, it, it's a little bit of a problem in that it suggests that they're going to be hit and miss with their transfer dealings, and they can't afford any misses. And I think I think I think yesterday, presumably Varane was injured, right? That's why they took him off. Yeah, it, it and, and they took him. On, they took Lisandro Martinez off at the same time, did they? Yeah, I mean. The only acceptable performance yesterday, and I understand those decisions from from tonight. The only acceptable performance was David Haya, and that's not a good sign that your, your goalkeeper is the main man. But <laughs> um, well, that double save, the second one just hit him. Yeah, he was on the ground True. already, but he had, to, he had to be there, I suppose. He had to be there. Right. Yeah. OTBAN's performance rankings with Gillette. Yes, that is indeed the red of the performance rankings on OTBAM for this week on Off the Ball. Uh, we're discussing, of course, there the weekend sackings of Graham Potter and Brendan Rodgers and bad weekends for Liverpool and Manchester United in the Premier League. You can hear what was in the amber and the green and you can subscribe to the Off The Ball Daily Feed wherever you get your podcasts. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.